0: Claim this discount by going to PhotographyCourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join PhotographyCourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Ty, and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World podcast where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this week's episode, I talk to Romanian photographer Luana Sheu. Luana is a narrative photographer based in New York City. Her work is edgy, thought-provoking, and cinematic. We talk about her acting career and how it has impacted her photography, how she writes scripts for her photo shoots, why she's not interested in creating beautiful pictures, and much more. Please enjoy. Hi Luana, welcome to the podcast. I'm so thrilled to finally have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: Hello Taya, I am Luana Asheo. I am a photographer, I'm a Romanian Transylvanian photographer based in New York City Um, and I am specialized, I mean my niche and my Most favorite thing about photography is narrative photography or storytelling photography combined with fashion. And um, I'm very excited to be here and talking to you finally. Yes.
0: Absolutely. I'm so happy that you're here. You're such a sweet person with such an impressive portfolio. So I think we'll have a lot of cool things to talk about. Thank you so much.
1: Coming for you you means a (laughs) lot.
0: Okay, let's start with uh, the technical side of things. What camera equipment do you use?
1: So I've been a Nikon for mm, almost eight years of my life. My first camera was a Nikon. I've photographed when I moved to New York with a Nikon for three years. But uh, four months ago, I started Sony. I feel like I I (laughs) betrayed Nikon camp so much. (laughs) And I'm a Sony now, and I'm tr- still trying to get used to it. I'm a Sony a7 III mm-hmm. with a 35, uh, 35 and 50 millimeter lens, mostly. Mm, that's really interesting. Was there anything
0: specific that prompted you to make that switch?
1: Um, yes, I've started uh, studying. So I've been photographing for 10 years. and um, But I always felt, and I was very proud saying that I'm a very... Um, you know, I, I feel things. I, I everything is based on my instincts, and I'm not a trained photographer, and that was one of my pride. But then a few months ago, I was thinking that maybe it's time to really learn from masters, and I signed to a conservatory program in New York. Um, New York Film Academy and uh, now I'm studying that it's just one year conservatory program it's very intense I really have no breaks and uh, because of the program you get a you get the cameras they feel it's very good right now and they consider Sony a7III it's a great camera to use at the moment I don't necessarily agree but I will, I accept it <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean it's good to experiment with different types of gear,
1: even if gear isn't the most important thing, of course, but it can help you in some ways for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's a film for me, Sony, it's so much about film and it it has this cinematic first of all, it's too small. It makes me sometimes feel when I do street photography or documentary and I go in people's houses, when I have this Sony specifically because I don't have a grip yet um it makes me feel like i'm a little tourist or like an unprofessional little girl because it's so small you know <laughs> compared to my nikon and i feel like oh, you're not going to get me seriously but then i put a 16 like a or maybe then i put like a 7200 lens on on this camera and it's huge <laughs> and i feel better <laughs>
0: yeah it's really interesting how the equipment like the physicality of it affects how we feel as photographers that's really interesting i don't really think about that much but yeah if i have a big camera around my neck then i feel more confident yeah (laughs) i mean my neck afterwards i guess but yeah yeah (laughs) but it's uh, it's great that you started to, you know, educate yourself on a more professional level as a photographer 10 years after you started pursuing photography. That's a very brave move. And it shows that you really
1: care about, you know, learning and making progress as a photographer. Yes, it was interesting. I arrived in New York as a photographer the second time because I've been living here. For um, almost three years and a half, I graduated American Academy of Dramatic Arts, uh, an acting degree. And then I left back to Europe for a while when the pandemic times were. And then I came back to study photographer. So I came back as a new person, as a completely different version of myself, the photographer, right? And it was interesting to come in a class with students. Luckily, we're only four people in my class, so it feels like it's a one-on-one session all the time in the program I came back as a photographer thinking that I'm so bad and <laughs> I have so much to learn and it helped so much I would encourage anybody no matter how many years you have uh, behind your craft or your art you're pursuing to go back to school sometimes once in 10 years to do a school or to do a course or a master class I found my niche just a few months ago. Truly, I can finally say, I know what's my environment, where I thrive. Um, But I, 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 I wouldn't discover that just doing it by myself with clients, I think.
0: Right. Yeah, that's really solid, good advice. Because if you're stuck in the same style or if you're stuck in the same just world as a creative person, then your work can go stale and you can feel uninspired. But if you push yourself out of your comfort zone sometimes and educate yourself by, you know, attending school or taking online classes or whatever, then you can really continually grow. And that's so important.
1: Yes, yes. Because, you know, we, I'm sure you can agree with this. We get into this, I don't know, it's like a loop. You're so hungry to do more and more and you repeat yourself. It's natural to repeat yourself because you find a mechanism that works for you as an artist and you just do that because it's safe. But then I, I found myself in front of a photographer that I really appreciate and it's one of my teachers, thank God. And he was like, Luana, um, I think you should try cinematic photography. you I was <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's mostly based on lighting and where the subject is and uh it's you're controlling the environment a hundred percent. And I think this is your your thing. Like really so I started to study lighting, thing that I would never think before coming to school. The study lighting, as if it's a different thing out of photography. Lighting, it's a school in itself, and it's so challenging.
0: Yeah, and your cinematic photos are stunning. There was one image, or actually a collage of images that I came across, just three photos in one frame, basically, put together. And it's like a story unfolding, and it looks like it's just film stills from a really beautiful movie. I was so moved by those pictures.
1: Oh, my God, thank you so much. Are you talking about... um... The Divina Commedia one.
0: There's, uh, I'm not sure about the name of those images, but there's a couple of people. I think it's a couple and they're next to a body of water and it's really beautiful. Uh, There's like sunshine. I'm not sure what the title is, unfortunately, but it was just really touched me.
1: Oh my God. Thank you so much. See, I I don't see, I, that's what I tried really because lately most of the things that I do are uh, working with actors, um, coming from my background, my acting background, I realized that my soft spot is um, a director-actor relationship on the set. So I built from scratch a world. That's mostly my main thing. And uh, when the subject or a model, I usually hesitate to call them models because that makes me think of fashion. And I don't, I'm not a fan of that anymore. Um, when the subject comes on on the set, we have a script We have a discussion. It's a character script analysis work which um, just happened like two months ago. I discovered this maybe three, and I will never go back to other approach.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's really fascinating. So you actually have a script for your photo shoots?
1: Yes, all the time. So I do. So my process is pretty much: I have store. I work on mood boards, like every photographer. I start with that, and then I have a color palette. That's very important to me. And then I have a character uh, analysis. I create characters, depends. If it's a group photo shoot, which I really enjoy lately. And then I create a storyline, how the characters interact with each other. Then I write the script. Uh, it, ha- it can sometimes be based on acting exercises or improvis- improvisation exercises. And then um, I send all this um, to the actors they uh, look at it before they come on set and then when we get together we have at least an hour where we talk what is going to be what are our boundaries because sometimes I like to push things and I know maybe some people are not comfortable with that so I I get I have this intimacy talk and then um, we shoot and it's uh it's a constant. Sometimes it goes for forty minutes without stopping a scene, let's say, because we I work on scenes. Um, yeah,
0: wow. actually, I've never heard of a photographer doing that. And I think your background as an actor has you know been and basically created that whole situation, which I think okay. is, yeah, I'm truly inspired by that, actually. It's so cool that you write scripts for your photo shoots because then that makes your images real, right? the The story in them is real in a sense, right? And there's actually things going on that's so, so interesting. Absolutely fascinating.
1: I'm happy you say that because I'm trying to push myself away from beautiful, just beautiful images and just beautiful people. I I use the word just because I believe we, we, we live in a world, specifically the social media one, where we just promote... Beautiful, aesthetically pleasing faces and context and circumstances. And for example, last showing that I had in New York, um, last exhibition, uh, one of the people that were looking at the photos they said they want to throw up and it made me so happy <laughs> I was like yes that's a genuine reaction I much better get that than oh my god this is so nice and go home and not think about it after much better make you want to throw up and go home and still think about it how you hated it
0: you know what I mean <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah you want your images to be thought-provoking yeah to to create that feeling of whatever it is, disgust or disgust or, um, you know, terror. Or, yeah, it's it, all kinds of emotions. That's also important in photography, of course, not just, you know, that visually aesthetic uh, work. <laughs> so you moved to New York and you lived there and then you went back to Europe or then you went back to New York. So you've done a lot of traveling as a photographer and as a person. What is it like to go back and forth and to build your portfolio in different countries, and different
1: cities? Oh, that's a great question. Well, hmm. I believe that, you know, and I think you can agree with me since you come from, I feel like we have similar backgrounds and aesthetic in our backgrounds. Wherever I would go and no matter where I was and people that were surrounding me, sometimes I would try to blend and uh, create work that was specifically the place that I was in. For example, when I was in Paris, I was trying to photograph um, like the photographers that I would appreciate in Paris, so my study would be very similar to to them, but then i I just wouldn't fulfill me. i was I feel like that was not myself. so because of my background, my Eastern European background, that's very gray skies and quite dark, moody atmosphere most of the time. The most fulfilling work that I would do would be the one that's connected to my background because I cannot run from my past, really, whatever I am. I'm in New York and my essay has nothing to do with New York, because even if I was to photograph in the middle of the city or let's say in Times Square, which is the most touristic place I want to throw up even thinking about it, but I'll photograph in Times Square. I don't think I would capture the colorful lights. Nah, I think I would capture the foot of the the the, the step, like the dirt on the on the ground, hmm. because that's much more like my home. So I'm very connected to my background, uh, whatever I am. It made me a better artist to travel and see. But at the same time, it just nah, <laughs> it's the same.
0: Great, <laughs> right. yeah, that's uh, it. Really proves and shows that you know yourself as a person if you can analyze your work that way and that's a very healthy and very important because oftentimes especially when we're transitioning from one style to another or we're just facing a lot of changes as photographers we can get easily lost if we don't know ourselves well and we can easily feel like we're stuck in a rut but if if you know these things about yourself then you can more easily connect with yourself I think especially during a difficult time
1: Exactly, exactly. And being unapologetical on the fact that I might be darker in a very sunny day, maybe I would choose to have more contrast in my photos or shade or um, um, moody vibes on a beach, which is why, why would you go there? Because it's just honest. This is honest how I see it, even though it's a sunny. Ah, first of all, I never photograph on sunny days. I rarely photograph in uncontrolled environments um i rarely photograph when people are around and if there are people around i yeah it's complicated to me so see it's just it was it's a matter i think of doing it so much and failing so much and realizing uh by doing it a lot a lot a lot
0: yeah absolutely yeah i really like that you accept your style and that's something the listeners uh, might find inspiration in and that's something I'm finding inspiration in as well because you know you see a specific aesthetic and there are different trends online and offline when it comes to photography and other art forms and we might feel like we have to stick to that trend to be relevant but what matters most is feeling fulfilled as you mentioned earlier feeling like you uh, are happy with your work and that is ultimately what matters most when it comes to creative self-expression right
1: exactly yeah see
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. as i was looking through your work i saw a balance of black and white images and colored photos do you decide beforehand which photos will be in color or not or does it just do you just go with the flow depending on your mood
1: i so (laughs) in terms of colors um, this is interesting i am very I don't know. For years, I've ran, I ran away from color. I didn't understand it. I didn't know how to put it together. If it was too much, it would make me, my OCD would get very <laughs> agitated. So black and white was the safe zone and still is the safe zone. And recently, I started to study color along with light. And I dive deep in what's complementary, or monochromatic, or I would just think ahead. So that's why the color palette in any photo shoot that I do is very important to me. And all the people that help me on the photo shoot are very aware of what's gonna happen. Yeah, I am, yeah, color is a, a poetry in itself and it not doesn't represent my mood really. It's just something that I stick to it as if it's like my partner. And when it's black and white, I'm just comfortable. I swim in black black and white (laughs) without hesitation.
0: Mm, Yeah, it's it's really, it's a great answer. And it's very interesting to to find out about your style and to see how you approach color because it is an important part of photography. And if you use colors the right way, they will affect your images the same way that lighting does, for example, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, For quite three months now, I've been working with my friend and also my assistant and my teammate and my light designer. And we do things together for most of big project. The, the, for the big projects, we do things together. Not so much for portrait session, like, like intimate sessions, but for a big project with group people or commercial work, we do it together. And it's so interesting to see this collaboration um, between us without talking. But because when we are on set, I we talk beforehand what's going to happen, what I want, and the only question that he sometimes asks me while we photograph, because mostly it's very quiet environment and quite therapeutic, he asks me, "Are you going towards darker or light and um, lighter now? Is it too much on the face or not? Are you looking for more silhouette or not?" These are the only questions that we would have. He would ask me, but other than that, it's just a flow that goes between us. And oh, my God, working with someone, having a teammate on light design, it's the best thing that ever happened to me as a photographer. And I don't know how to ever have a life without him, really, Mm. (laughs) at this
0: point. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing that you have an assistant like that who is also a friend because that can help you communicate better. So how do you go about finding somebody? Because you have a great team of people, I think, and you have a very solid idea of what your photography is and what you want it to be in the future, so what advice would you give to people who want to have something similar where they, they have an assistant and they want to be able to express themselves clearly during photo shoots?
1: Well, I think I it came natural to me to ask for help and to accept that there's no way I can do everything by myself. And, you know, because I think a lot of people do this. Uh, for years and years I've been I was styling. I was doing the the makeup. I was doing the hair. I was doing the light set design and everything by myself. And after like four hour session, I would be exhausted and didn't know what year is it, what time is it, what's happening. And then as year, years goes by go by, I start to ask for help from a makeup artist and then from a hair person and then stylist. And I would see that relationship being so good and let. Let people do what they do best. And I accept that I cannot do everything. And then um, his name is Paul. He, we, We've been friends. We met on, in Brooklyn on the rooftop. He was assisting another photographer. And I was looking at him doing light for that photographer. I was thinking that that should be the dream, right? That's that's ideal. And then I, we, we made a movie together at some point, luckily. And then we got to be very, I have this artistic relationship very clear. And then I, he asked me one time, do you want me to assist you on set sometime? And I was like, definitely, please. And we did it and I saw what a difference it is not to try to control everything myself and just let him do the makeup do. It was, it was a cathartic experience. And I also could enjoy as a photographer and see clear what I wanted without rushing to fix that hair or, or um, change the color of the eyes because right now the makeup does not work and things like that. It's, I advise every photographer to look for someone to assist them because we do not see all the details. Sometimes he sees the hair being weird and I swear to God I would never see that hair being up. No, and then I spend hours in Photoshop to to correct it. So if you have the possibility to ask a friend to come over and just express what you want to do I hopefully as an artist it will just make your art so much i don't want to say, use the word easy because we're not looking for easy here but it would just make the environment much more fulfilling and comfortable and uh, it's infinite really
0: yeah it gives you the space you need to just be the photographer that you are and Everybody else, as you said, who does their job perfectly should be doing that job perfectly. And then you can work together as a team and create something that's on another level.
1: Yeah, for example, I would love to assist you sometime, someday, somewhere. (laughs) Um, And see how are you doing and then you assist me. We grow helping each other as photographers, I believe.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I would love to collaborate with you. I think we would learn a lot from each other because our styles are different and our approaches are different. And I think that's where the magic happens. You learn a lot from people who are you know, different to you in some ways.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Have you assisted, for example, of photographers on set, just just like being next to them and moving things here and there?
0: So my like the first experience, actually, the only experience that comes to mind is one where I was a model on a shoot, and this was the with a phase one cameras so that was really fancy and the photographer had rented it. So I was a really young girl. I think I was like 15. I was so scared to be in front of that camera. I was afraid of even going near it because it was so expensive. And mm-hmm. I learned a lot just by standing there modeling because I saw the photographer and her relationship with her assistant, because she had two assistants. It was really interesting mm-hmm. to see them collaborating very smoothly because they're all very good friends so that's yeah, that's the only experience that I had. But it would be nice to experience that more.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, we, you grow. I learned as a model as well, because I, I, when I was young and I wanted acting so bad, modeling helped, helped, and um, to to be signed with agencies. And I was seeing how so many photographers and how their approach, specifically how they talk to their subjects, that was my main interest all the time. And I have a specific person that I studied for years and years, and she photographed me since I was like 12. And I remember appreciating how she talked to me so much that I unconsciously made a decision, this is how I'll make all the subjects that I'll ever photograph to feel like this. And it's still, that, that philosophy, unconscious philosophy really, is still what I do to this day when I have a subject in front of me. It's this, you'll feel right now, I will make you feel as the best version of yourself, even though you're not necessarily going to be the sexiest version of yourself or the most aesthetically appealing version of yourself. But whatever you'll do, you'll feel powerful. And yeah, I, that's my main point And every time I photograph someone, they will feel powerful
0: Our 365 Days of Photography course is an amazing opportunity for you to grow as a photographer. My teammate, Kevin LJ has produced this course in a step-by-step format, which is very easy to follow. The course is presented in bite-sized lessons, each with a practical challenge. You'll learn and practice a new aspect of photography every single day. Each lesson is around five minutes long, and you can spend as much time on the challenges as you like. There's also a friendly forum where you can share the photos you take and get constructive feedback from others in the course. Kevin's professional photography experience is extensive. He covers not only photography essentials, but also many genres of photography throughout the course. You will learn far more about photography than simply how to use your camera. For our listeners, we're offering a very special discounted price of $199. The final price will soon be $365, so make sure to take advantage of this great deal today. That's incredibly beautiful, and it's such an important thing to keep in mind for photographers who work with uh, you know, other people, because you do tend to, well, it's some maybe some people can relate to this, but especially when I was younger, I would feel a bit self-conscious when working with my clients, or even just my friends, because I would worry about the way that my images would turn out. Uh, And I think it's more important to focus on the model, you know, the person you're working with and make sure that they feel comfortable because then you'll be able to get out of your own head, right? And you'll just be able to have a great photo shoot.
1: Exactly. See, yeah, oh my God. I remember I was the same before, was thinking of the final product before being done. And that's such a mistake. Um, uh, Yeah, it's a mistake because now i start with no expectations really i never do this is how it's going to look like no 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 this is a reference photo if it's gonna be similar okay if it's not it's even better it's infinite possibility and if you think of the final product you limit your experience the genuine connection you have with the person in front of you
0: so yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's a wonderful answer, and I really, really appreciate you and admire you for having this approach with models. Because, yeah, if somebody feels powerful in front of the camera, that's the best feeling they can have, right? Just power, pure power. So,
1: yeah, and also, I don't re- recently I've been looking for specific subjects uh, to interact with because I, I stopped looking for models um, from agencies or accepting models from agencies. I was looking for actors or uh, unique individuals with uh very different features, and I came across Miko Gatuso is his name he's um one of the characters from Euphoria Mouse, if you watched it mm-hmm. and he plays this very um very scary suburban drug dealer lord, and he's really intimidating and when I met him in person, of course he's not like the character. Um, he's a great, great, sweet person in reality. And I asked him for a, to do a portrait session, just to meet him. It was so great to, to meet him and realize what an artist I'm, I've come across. So since then, he's in most of my projects, he's invited most of the time, and he's so open and, and open to explore as an actor, not as a model. Which I appreciate the most. So it doesn't matter how he looks like, if it's grotesque or extremely beautiful, it does not matter. That's not the point. His main purpose when it's in front of the camera is serving the story that I gave him. So I usually work with circumstances and give the the subject uh, circumstance. One of the things that I've done on one of the projects, which is called Angels and Saints, is improvising with the actor and give them the circumstance, their the specific saint that I we choose and for example Joan of Arc and uh, Joan of Arc is in a cell right now and she is getting emotionally ready to be executed and she knows specifically how she's going to be executed burn on steak like the famous story and she she's in a cell saying her prayers and she that's the last eight hours of her life so the actor works on this um, circumstance And it can be very heavy, Um, most of the people, you know, end up being very emotionally connected to this game. And yeah, this is just an example of how I sometimes work.
0: It's a really interesting approach as I mentioned earlier, and it's wonderful for both you and for the actors because they get something from it, they get experience and they also get the story that they can connect to and you get great pictures and as an actor yourself, you also get that extra experience, right? Writing the scripts and collaborating with fellow actors. It's just an overall, just beautiful burst of creativity.
1: Yes, and it's open. See, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, they count, of course, because they come on, on my set, right? And they count on me. But I, there's not actually, no, I count on, I don't know much. And I love, I love thinking that I really don't know much. And I don't. And starting from this weird, I don't know much. Count on me, but I'm very (laughs) open for anything you have to offer me. And and you are open to me. So let's go from there, from zero, really. Even though I've prepared, and you also prepared, let's just forget that and just do. So please make mistakes and do whatever. Just do. (laughs) It's okay. It's open, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Pure freedom. And you do say that you you don't know much and you're very humble as a photographer but in that humility I sense a lot of confidence because you have that courage to say that about yourself that you don't know everything yet you're brave enough to go and learn new things and constantly improve as an artist so what advice would you give to people who are struggling as photographers and as people who you know they feel insecure they constantly overthink their work what should they do Hmm.
1: well I don't even know if I'm in the position to give advices, but if I was to say something would be, don't think, don't limit yourself. um, Meaning don't think of a final product. I learned this from acting and I apply a lot of acting philosophy on my photography and how things happen. When you start a scene in acting and you start a scene thinking that I know I'm going to die at the end of the scene. And if I start the scene knowing this, that will be bad. That will be bad. That will be just forced drama. No, that has to be a surprise even for me. So let yourself be surprised by your mistakes, by your accidents. Use them. And even, you're, even though you're concerned that a final product has to be looking in a specific way, Let's not talk about commercial work because that's a whole other story. But let's say a personal projects. If you're concerned about final project, a product in your personal project, eh, that just will become a burden. Be open and, and you and your subject or subjects, you both start from this zero point and anything can anything can happen. No one is more powerful than the other one. And it's just a collaborative. It's like a conversation. And it's about listening. I listen so much to the people in front of me. And by listening, the unspoken sometimes, I see where where, where they're comfortable, how, how far I can push, how intimate it can become, or less intimate. And it's just, the story goes on. But um, make mistake, the mistakes that I've done in photography or on a set were the ones that made the best work. And I when I panic, the most and I feel like oh my god I don't feel some I don't think we're connected now <laughs> I feel it we're not connected and I'm getting panicky I start talking I ask because it's about them that day that day when they're in front of me those hours are ju- it's just about the subject so I ask them questions about themselves and it's absolutely wonderful to see how people open up when you when they talk about things they love they hate all that it's just oh it's Beautiful. And then I and then we can connect.
0: Absolutely. It's definitely beautiful just seeing people opening up in front of you. It's it's nice in just outside of photography when you have a conversation even with a stranger and they open up. But when it's in front of your camera, it's a very vulnerable place to be in. And if people trust you enough to get to that point, then it's uh yeah, I can imagine it's even an even more beautiful experience. But do you take self-portraits sometimes? I think you do, right?
1: Yes, I do. You inspired me when I was little
0: with that, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, so honored to hear that. Thank you.
1: Yes, um, um, I do. I do. I, I think the, I had a series last year when I, I don't know, I did so many quarantines, like my fifth quarantine or something like that. And I came from Spain. I had to quarantine and I did a series, Encapsulamento um, de Quarantena," it's called, and I did a self-portrait a day. Based on poems, I loved poetry. I love poetry, and I took poems and I did a portrait based on the poem. And um, usually for self-portrait, it's a mechanism that has to repeat. And I would use the window light all the time. It was winter, so it would be the same time, the same window, different face. <laughs> Even though it's the same person, but I like to think of myself as a character too when it's about self-portraiture.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow yeah it sounds like a really cool project I'd love to see those photographs and it's a challenge to take self-portraits but as an actor I guess you communicate with yourself in the same way you would communicate with another actor.
1: Yeah most yes exactly but um, I've, I have don't find as much interest now in myself um, I don't I'm not as important but at the same time now that I'm not going to acting school anymore or I'm not uh, auditioning as often, I can express myself in external ways, meaning when I had, for example, the Divina Commedia Photo Shoot series, I put tattoos on my face as my models had tattoos on their faces for the whole project. And I used like I went on the street or went to school, photography school, with tattoos on my face all the time. And everybody would be like, is that real? Is that <laughs> Are you did you write Satan on your cheek and things like that? Because I I like to dive in. I have to experiment on myself firstly or continue experimenting on myself before doing it on people. And sometimes my decisions are so extreme. I have to try it on me to see how I feel, then ask the people in front of me. So, for example, for my birthday, I did this photo shoot with 17 people, which was the biggest group i ever photographed. And. They were all in front of me and I had to make them part of my world. So everybody was, I created this um, wings, like feathers on their neck and hands as if they're, as if they're dark angels that came from the sky. So they're dirty. But I had to wear that on myself for a day, firstly, before doing it on people to see how I feel and how people react to me casually. Yeah. So I always try on myself now. Thank God, I don't have. I can dye my hair. I can use makeup because, in as an actor, you can't really do that. You have to start from a neutral aesthetic. But now, thank God.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have full creative control. That's incredible, and it's so considered considerate of you to do this because, right, you have to feel it on yourself first before you make anyone else do it because then you can really empathize with them and connect with someone on a real level.
1: Exactly, and aesthetic wise, see, I think. We are talking about visuals, so aesthetic It's such a big subject. Um, your vision and your style, and I always think about that. I always think, what is that actually? Is my aesthetic defined by colors? Is my aesthetic defined by light? Is my aesthetic defined by um, historical context? And usually the answer is yes. My aesthetic is defined by historical context, mostly. Uh, but in terms of you, for example, I feel like your aesthetic is so much defined by the color and the mood, and the warmth you have in your portraits and your photography. So I always ask myself before I ever any before I photograph anything, even street, what is what is my aesthetic really, and how much is genuine coming from my soul, and how much I'm trying to copy that from so much visual that I, have, I see every day. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you that's know, a really beautiful answer and it's great that you have a very clear idea of your style because that helps you moving forward and yeah, in general it helps you. I have another question that's related to creativity because you are clearly such uh, an artistic person. You have a background in dancing and acting and photography obviously and so many other things and you're constantly challenging yourself to try new things. That's not an easy thing to do, especially when you're, say, stuck at home during a pandemic or even when you're just not feeling creative. So do you have any advice for people listening who might not be feeling extra inspired but still want to take photos?
1: Hmm. Yeah, Um. Uh, my advice would be consume specific art. So, for example, I usually pick a period or I, I pick a period or a specific time in art. So let's say Expressionism or Caravaggio or Rembrandt or I, I pick a specific or Baroque art, which is mainly what I did recently. So I pick that and I watch movies about it. I listen to a specific song that makes me think of it. I read about it. I go in museums and study that even buy books with images that could be related to that. And I dive deep into that for a specific part for purpose for a specific time. And it would influence without me forcing my photography just by devouring a specific kind of art. I try to run away from social media, meaning I never scroll. I rarely scroll on Instagram. I rarely look what my algorithm is giving giving me because I think that's controlled by someone else. And I try to eliminate every bullshit, like selfies and things like that. I just cut it out. I don't want to see that. I do follow even friends that I see that I do that and try to make my world an inspiring environment. Oh, How my bed is made, how I, how I walk, how I talk, how I dress, what I read, what I give people to read or what I listen, it really changes how I photograph. So yeah, control your life. Don't let algorithm, your social media algorithm or whatever, your YouTube algorithm to control your life. And yeah, then you'll fight creativity. It will just come to you. You don't even have to
0: think about it. Wonderful advice. Really like what you said about just exposing yourself to different forms of art without really expecting anything specific. Because when we dive into a situation with expectations, as we've touched on earlier, we tend to end up feeling disappointed. Things don't usually go as planned. And so we have to just adjust. And like for me personally, I have the best experience when I just enjoy somebody's work of art, even if I'm not looking f- for any specific inspiration. I'm just mm-hmm. enjoying somebody else's art and thinking about how they created it. And that's usually when I'm like, well, I actually want to take pictures now or I want to draw or whatever.
1: And that's mm-hmm. when I feel yeah. like it's the most
0: natural for me.
1: So true. Oh, my God. Of course, it, you don't. I don't necessarily have to consume photography. I don't necessarily have to consume Men Ray, let's say. To want to do a negative shoot or a film photograph, I can also watch a 1930s movie, um, and and want to photograph in that style. It's just exactly just yeah. Let it let it consume you and consume it. Um, because if we talk about an advice towards artists, like people that that really want to pursue this craft, like really do it unique wise and not commercial and inspired by others it's consuming everything that you feel it's pure art and just let it let it go through you and then just it will your life will be so easy creative wise and also cutting try to cut what's trendy and what's in Mm -hmm. style right now cut it out that's not important It just don't don't you'll be part of the crowd if you do that and and Mm -hmm. accept feedback from people that you respect i always look for feedback
0: from people always yeah yeah so stay true to yourself as an artist and also be humble and accept that feedback as you said that's
1: very very solid advice yeah Yeah, i remember my first seat this this marked me the most aesthetic wise talking about aesthetics and creativity the first class that i've had in the school with a teacher that i really respect her name is Vivian Allender, I showed her, she was like, show me the portrait that you're most proud of, a self-portrait that you're most proud of, and I showed her a photograph there, I'm really proud, I was like, oh my, this is so nice, <laughs> and she, she told me, <laughs> she told me, this is just a beautiful face, I'm so bored, yeah. and that day, it's just, I was like, and she was like, um, Can you show me the most ugly part of yourself and um, uncontrolled and and just raw, ugly? I want to see you ugly. And then that really changed my world. And since then, I never look for beauty, what it's considered beautiful. That's limiting to me, creative wise. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's so good because that's not something maybe you would have realized yourself, uh, but that's something that you were able to understand and discover because of somebody else's feedback. So yeah, it's a constant collaborative process, just asking for feedback and being open to it and allowing it to change you.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and accept it. You have, you'll suck so many years of your life. <laughs> you'll do so many... Uh... When we had to show our best work and our worst work, (laughs) when I had to look for my worst photographs, I was like, oh, thank God. I'm not doing that anymore, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, it's progress. It's good. Like some people are ashamed or embarrassed when they look at their pictures, but I think it's great because it shows that, you know, your style has evolved enough for you to acknowledge that that picture may not be that great anymore. It means that you, in your present moment,
1: have a lot, Have, and, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, and I love, you know, I'm I'm coming from Romania. I'm coming from a ex-communist country. I'm coming from an environment where there's so much pessimism and negative mm. <laughs> mindset and corruption and all that. So people behave in a way. I'm sure you understand. Mm. So coming to America was such a, you know, political correct and nice people smiling all the time, even though when they say. You know, this is not that good work. I'm. I don't like that. No, no, no. Tell me. I know it's bad. Tell me it's bad. I'm, I'm much better. Take that than you smiling and say. You know, um, this could be bad No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I really struggle with this. Um, uh, mm-hmm. in America, mm-hmm. being true, <laughs> really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Okay, Luana. I have one more question for you. What is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world?
1: My biggest dream uh, is to do world photography. Mm-hmm. And my one thing that I want to leave in this world before I go is an experience, a visual experience from a war zone. Yeah, that's my biggest uh, wish and survive that, obviously. Yeah. Um, and um, presented with uh, the most, presented genuine and true and as it is raw. And to have a group of people that um, consume my visual images, consume my work, um, not specifically for the whole world, really. I wanna have um, a dedicated group of people that appreciate what I do. Yeah, I don't wanna be consumed by everybody. If I am to be consumed by everybody means I failed.
0: Mm. It's a very interesting answer, very unique. And I wish you the very best with that goal. I hope you achieve it. And I really look forward to seeing all your photographs in the future because you are, you're paving new ways for photographers. You're setting a great example as an artist and you have so many exciting projects going on. So I'm very, very... Honored that you were on this podcast and I'm very excited to see more of your pictures in the future.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I'm happy I met you finally. Finally. You're very serious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm sure that the listeners are very inspired by you and yeah, I hope that uh, they will check out your work. Check out Luana's portfolio and her Instagram. All the links will be in the show notes and make sure to support her incredible work. Great Big Photography World wouldn't be what it is without our incredible listeners. We're grateful for the time you take to listen to other photographers' stories and share your feedback with us. If you'd like to help us keep this podcast running smoothly, you can become a member on our website. In return, for your help, we'll provide you with all kinds of exciting perks. Go to greatbigphotographyworld.com. There's a link to it in the show notes. This was my first time meeting a photographer who writes scripts for their photo shoots. I was so inspired by that concept, and I was just generally inspired by Luana's creativity. I hope that her story inspired you in some way as well, and I will see you next week in some way, and... There's a simple reason why PhotographyCourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.